Welcome to Song Surgery, where we dissect hit records with the songwriters who composed them and the singers and musicians who performed on them. I'm Sid Holmes. Let's get started. In 1968, baritone sax player Stephen Doc Kuka joined Emilio Castillo's Bay Area soul music cover band, The Motowns. Together, they formed a formidable songwriting team, changing the band's name to Tower of Power. In 1972, with the release of their second album, Bump City, they scored their first hit record, You're Still a Young Man, a song based on a real-life experience they had wanted to include in their first album, but their producer didn't like it. Well, thank you once again for agreeing to do this. I just turned 60, and this is my favorite song of all time. So to be actually talking to the man who composed the song, that's just phenomenal. So I appreciate you taking the time. Well, you know what? It's a special time when you're just becoming a teenager, you know, uh, and you hear a song you like, it sticks with you. And that's obviously what happened for you. And I'm honored because I love that song. I'm very proud of it. It's the first one we ever wrote. And it stood the test of time. And there's guys like you who, uh, it's their favorite. Well, when the song was released, I was actually 11 years old. I wasn't thinking about girls or anything. But what I noticed about the song was that it told a really good story. And I think that's what grabbed me, along with the musicianship. I mean, I could actually put myself in the shoes of that young man just lamenting about that older woman saying that to him. How was it conceived? Emilio had an older girlfriend. She, he was like 18 and she was 24. An older woman at 24. And um, they would get together and then break up and she would say, uh, you should date girls your own age, like that. So he, he was going through that. And when we decided to write a song, uh, Emilio was always real good with arranging other soul tunes to sound different and better. So I thought well, maybe we should write about that rather than him complaining about it. It was a fact of life, so let's write about it. It was inspired by a couple things. One, there's a Curtis Mayfield CD out called This Is My Country. And on it was a song called A Woman's Love that had a, a trumpet bridge kind of thing we really liked, which was arranged by uh, Johnny Pate, great, great arranger out of Chicago. And at the time we had Mick Gillette was playing and he was a great, great trumpet player even then. And so we wrote the intro based on that Curtis Mayfield tune. And so that was the intro. And then there's a change in there where it goes, I was accused of being too young in the verse. And that came from a Bobby Taylor and the Vancouver song, Does Your Mama Know About Me? When and, you say that came from, what do you mean by that? There's a chord change in that song that kind of lit us up. And what about you? And we stuck that same chord change in our song. You know, not a C in court, but an inspiration that inspired us. I 
interesting uh, fact about Bobby Taylor and the Vancouver's is that Tommy Chong of Cheech and Chong fame was in that band at that time as a musician. And then the bridge was inspired by, uh, there's a, a, a local soul head in Oakland in, in the Bay Area at the time called Send My Baby Back by Freddie Hughes was a, a local talent, a real good singer. And his one, send my baby back. So we stuck in the bridge. You're too young to love. So it was inspired by those three different things. And we put it together and put enough personality onto it that you definitely know it's still your man. You don't think of any of those influences unless we've told you about them. So that's how we came up with that song. So when you presented the lyrics to the band members, what did they think? Not much. Just, uh, oh, let's do it. I don't think they were really concerned with lyrics so much as the groove, you know. But it was just a ballad. We we did lots of ballads of hits of the day back then, as well as funk tunes or up-tempo tunes. It was just a, a song. I don't think they, they tripped on the uh, lyrics particularly at the time. Tower Power was basically a horn-based band. So when you started writing, actually writing the music, did you write the guitar parts first, the horns? Well, we wrote that the intro for trumpet, with the melody being played by a trumpet. Soon thereafter, Greg Adams wasn't in the band at that point, but soon thereafter he was. And once he joined, he just did all the horns. We didn't worry about horns. And Emilio was always good at, about teaching the rhythm section or teaching members of the band their parts. Now, in that song, You've got a lot of oohs and ahs. What's that actually written in there like that? The background singing parts are. The ride out, Rick Stevens kind of took it. And singers since then. When it's riding out, they vamp over right up. All the uh, the background parts were arranged, and Amila was very good at background singing parts too. The rhythm section part was laid down first, but by the time we recorded it, we had been doing it live, so we knew pretty much what we were going to do. But the rhythm section comes first, then uh, the horns and background singing and lead singing comes after that. So you had been performing the song in front of audiences before you actually recorded it? Yeah, yeah, for uh, a year or two. So how would you introduce the song, or would you just go into it? Not back then so much. Now, in the old days, we just uh, announced it. I don't remember anything special about it. It might have been said, here's a song we wrote since it was the first one. We'd like to uh, make mention now of, uh, of a song that the... Uh, Tower's writers had the pleasure of first getting together and uh, to show you, uh, you know, where uh, some soul music is at. Real soul people dig the sweet soul stuff, you know what I mean? You know where I'm coming from? Sweet soul music. And these cats uh, got together and collaborated on their first thing. I can make the introduction right now. On baritone sax, Steve Cooper. That's the funky doctor from Berkeley, you know? Yeah, my main man here from uh, outskirts of Fremont. 
This is Mimi Castillo. He's the other collaborator. Charles Wright. This is the first song that the cats ever got together and did, so uh, let you know it's for real. The song is entitled, You're Still a Young Man. It tends to be the uh, first encore, and Emilio dedicates it to the Friends of Bill, which for people who don't know what that is, that's when you're an alcoholic or anonymous. The Friends of Bill W. mean people who don't drink. When you were performing the song in front of audiences before you recorded it, did you know you had something special? Well, I thought so, but then the producer didn't want to do it. So we had to wait till our second album. I think he wanted to emphasize the funk, you know, the groove and all that. And he thought it was kind of mushy, but <laughs> it was funny because it turned out to be our first hit. And, uh, but we had a different producer by that time. You know, I guess he just didn't, he didn't get it or whatever. He was calling the shot. So there you have it. But I thought it was, yeah, I, I thought it was real special. Aside from the lyrics are the horns that line, you'll wake up wondering just how well I've done. And those horns are just coming in and building to a crescendo and it really just strikes you. Were you thinking actively, you know what, we got to have a big buildup right here? Or does it work more organically? It works more organically. What happened with that one was we did a head chart. And for those who don't know what that is, we just put it together at a rehearsal, all of us figuring out what to do. So we did that. And then Greg Adams was a, a very good arranger to write out parts. And he touched it up, you know, changed some of the notes. And I remember... It was always very important to Emilio to uh, do a crescendo on those chords building up to that point. He always stressed that, and sometimes he would say, when we play Still Young Man tonight, start real soft and make a crescendo there because we didn't do it so good last night. So he would emphasize that a lot. Sometimes we would touch things up a little bit. Greg Adams was the man when it came to horn arranging from the point that he joined the band on. And his first arrangement was down to Nyquil. Rick Stevens was not your original lead singer. How did he come into the band? He was in a band with Willie Fulton, our guitar player. When we were getting started, they played the same nightclub we did, so it was would see them around the scene. So when Willie joined, Rufus Miller was still the singer. But then Rufus Miller had some throat problem and he couldn't do like four sets a night. So we had Rick Stevens come in to uh, 
sing lead and background so that Rufus got a little relief. And then one night, Rufus demanded, you know, a big raise and pay and all went star, total star time on everyone when we started to get some success. So he got fired and Rick just took over. So what happened to Rick that he left the band? Well, we have a history of alcohol and drug abuse back then. And his drug of choice was heroin. And he started missing gigs and having a bad attitude. And the drug addiction caught up with him so bad that it affected his being with us. And we had to fire him. And Lenny Williams, who was a great singer, was ready to step in. So that made it easier. So when You're Still a Young Man was released and it started going up the charts and you knew you had a hit, how did you recognize that you had a hit? Was it that... You would perform it and the claps would be louder and longer or folks began to recognize you. What did it feel like? It felt great. And uh, we would hear it on the radio. And at the time, our manager would see it climbing billboard. And then uh, the record company had radio reports and we would see it was getting played here, there and wherever. And uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was uh, a great feeling. You know, it's been a long time since we had that feeling. But uh, I'll say this, that we've been playing great music for a long time, too. So uh, that's a good feeling also. And, and then the people would start to recognize it on when we do it live, too. What's your most requested song in concert? Well, the, the most requested song that, that we rarely do is, uh, I think, Sparkling in the Sand. We do it sometimes, but it's kind of a opus, you know, that's a, that's a, a long blow doing that, but I sure like it personally. Still Young Man's one, if we don't do it, the people complain. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'd be quite disappointed if I saw you and you didn't do You're Still a Young Man. Absolutely. But I would say maybe what a tip too, but we always do that one. Sometimes uh, the trumpet players are, are beat up, uh, and it's a hard blow for them. But um, yeah, that, definitely, if we don't do that song, we hear about it more than any other. And you guys have a new album that came out. Well, there's a, a album called Step Up, just original stuff. Uh, Emilio and Giovanelli produced it. Tower Power, 21st Century. I like being a songwriter even better than I like being a sax player. I'm still writing a lot of songs and Tower Power is still alive and well. And then uh, we have the 50th anniversary that just came out. It was on PBS, the sets that if you send donation money in that they send to you. Actually, that's selling much better than the CD album did, the, the other one. Now, when you did the reunion, I've seen the tape on YouTube where Rick Stevens got on stage and performed with you guys. Was that unexpected or was that planned? No, no, he had got out of jail and uh, it was actually at Yoshi's in Oakland. And it was like, I thought it'd be a really good thing to have him, which it was. I'm back once again. <laughs> Just begging you, please. You know, it was. It was nice to see him. I mean, he 
He'd been locked up for 35 years and finally got out. And it was very nice to see him. He passed away since then. But yeah, it was definitely planned out. Yeah, he was welcome to come. You know. Did you rehearse? No. He just did still your man. But what's to rehearse, you know? Be sure to check out more Doc Kupka music at strokeland.com, his own label, Strokeland Records. In 1972, You're Still a Young Man peaked at number 24 on the Billboard R&B singles chart and number 29 on the Billboard Hot 100. in my time.
like what you've heard, please subscribe to this podcast and check out the Song Surgery Podcast Facebook page for updates and discussion. Until next time.